From OFS, I'm Doug Shapiro. This is the Imagine a Place podcast, where we explore the power of place and the role of design in our lives. Pat Milbury is one of Denver's most creative and interesting people. Buildings all over the city are wearing Pat's art. He creates massive wall murals, oftentimes 40 feet or higher. They're full of color, geometry, and narrative. His goal for his art? Simple, spread joy. Okay, I really want you to see this for yourself. So, if you're sitting in front of your computer, go ahead and Google Pat Milbury. is a rare bird. Yes, the murals that he paints are incredible, but this guy is also a professional snowboarder with a career that spans over 15 years. Here's the thing though, all these accomplishments, they're irrelevant to the conversation that we're about to have. I can't say enough on how this conversation impacted me personally. Here's what you're gonna get out of this. You're gonna wanna work harder. You're gonna wanna find your flow state. You're gonna recognize the joy and love around you and in life's journey, and you're probably gonna end up giving a bunch more compliments to strangers. The world needs more of Pat. I'm really happy to dish some of it out to you today, so let's go. As a creative, you just, you're doubted all the time, right? Because mm. most people, like, as a snowboarder, like, you know, I, I grew up, I grew up, like, I had a realization when I was 11 years old that I, I wanted to live, I was, I was born a creative, I was born a creator, and some politics at a young age in team sports really drove me away from tr- the traditional ways of, of life and, and, and just, you know, kind of that coexistence. And I, I really wanted to become more and understand this independence and, and, uh, and, and really follow a creative path that felt right in my gut and, um, and snowboarding and that counterculture of, of, of music and, and skating and, um, and, you know, kind of this expressionistic creative lifestyle is a really hard lifestyle. It's a niche lifestyle, but there's not really a textbook you can follow to, to be able to understand how to live that lifestyle. They don't teach a lot of those courses in, in, in school. If they don't mm. teach them really at all, you can go to art class, but really the teacher and the, the art, the art teacher isn't necessarily, you know, guiding you into how this can become something you can do every day or a career, you know? Right. So there's a lot of, there was a lot of questions and there's obviously like a lot of doubt, you know, from like my dad and like, you know, my family, like, well, what are you going to do with this? You know, or where, where is this going to take you? And so I think it's a common emotion that a ton of creative people feel mm. that is just like, how do I channel this? Like where, like, and, and can I show people my work, you know? And, and um, cause you just feel, I think the common 
the common feeling is that you're judged, you know, with what you're doing or you're going to be judged. So you, you have to go into something and you have to feel as comfortable and believe in what you're doing with, with having some thick skin, you know, with like, with what, um, and take criticism and take, you know, kind of take that feedback and grow with it and from it. But, you know, I think that's, that's a really, that's a really like, you know, challenging moment of, for any creative, because like, there's a ton of, there's probably way, way, way. I mean, I know for a fact, there's like much better painters out there in the world. There's probably way better, like mural artists than there are than, than I am as a, as a person or as a creative, you know, but it's, it's not about comparing yourself. And it's, it's about like, it's about channeling your inner, you know, your inner drive and your belief in yourself to find you know, your route, your lane, your road and your, and the niche that can, you know, that can allow you to do what you want to do and, um, and understand like how to make a business out of it, you know? You, you, yeah, your mindset, you know, your, your mindset is, is incredible here. And I, I feel like, well, for the audience, you mentioned snowboarding. It's not like that was a hobby. Snow, I mean, you were a pro snowboarder are a pro snow snowboarder that's a hard word to say and uh i mean x games the whole bit you are an impressive athlete and to go where you've gone there but then have something else that you can excel at at that same level that's really rare and i even wonder like because i thought about this interview you know i thought about that the the intense concentration it must take um, to execute these mur murals. And then at the same level, to, to do what you do on the snowboard. And I'm curious about the connection between those things and also the idea of flow state. You know, do you get into a flow state when, when you're in either one of those activities? Well, that's that's super nice of you, Doug. Thank you, man. And um, I really appreciate your kind words and, and super grateful, man. Thank you. Um, I... Yes, you absolutely get into a flow state. And the way you get into the flow state for me, it's like, I've always learned in life that when you're happy, um, you can doubt yourself or you can have these fears of what you want to accomplish, but it's really about not living in fear of what could or may happen and, and realizing you're going to make mistakes, right? But how to calculate on reducing the impact of those mistakes, mm. whether it's an injury, whether it's you know, whether it's like reducing what, how badly injured you could be, or whether it's like reducing what you can not have to experience if you don't, if you don't have to going into it with a very focused, um, very imaginative and a mindset that is incredibly visual before you do what you do. So with snowboarding, it's just pretty wild to understand like, how to focus your energy one and two, how to really get into that state of flow where your confidence is, is there, but you're, you're thinking ahead, like almost three steps ahead. And you're think you're hyper aware of not being distracted when you're in those moments and nothing can pierce that, that form of concentration, you know? And, and I think growing up when I was really young, um, the, the true, the true, statement was is that i think i learned how to do this through punk rock and i think i learned huh. how to do this through like 
high intensity, fun, but like charging music, like The Offspring and Pennywise and Dillinger 4 and No Effects and all these like early punk rock bands of the of the 90s that really got my like energy up my that then got me amped and just got me super super hyped to kind of like break that state of mind of fear and just be mm. like you know what like they just made you charge you know it was like those those bands that music that that like drum roll that just like got you in that like you know, fuck it, state of mind, you know? Right, right. And it kind of, they, they, those bands, like, you know, and I've even had an interview and, and randomly been able to speak and connect with Jim Lindbergh from Pennywise. And I thanked him because I'm, I told Jim, I said, I probably would have landed or I probably wouldn't have tried half the tricks I ever would have tried on my snowboard if I wasn't listening to your music, you know? And so as artists and creators and as other people that you might not never realize are providing each other motivation of, to grow with and also to, to like experience life with, um, you know, I think it's like a really fun dynamic there. And, and, you know, when you stay flow state, I think we're so interconnected. We don't even realize it half the time, you know, I love that, you know, the soundtracks of these videos and, and the, and the albums, you know, I reach out to a lot of friends and artists that, that, you know, create beautiful music and create awesome music that's moving and it's moody. And it's like, you know, whether it's a broken bells project with, um, you know, danger mouse and, um, and, uh, James from the shins, you know, it's like, these, these artists that are creating and my friends that I grew up that are musicians that are making music and making beats and rapping and hip and hip hop artists and all that. It's like, you know, we're really all as creatives or else as people that are like expressing who we are, um, are connected and, and we really fuel each other, you know, and um, that flow state now really comes from like, I've really, you know, over the years love and have a, a, a divine appreciation for hip hop, you know, and, and I, uh, like whether I'm listening to like Guru and DJ Premier from Gangstar to, you know, Idea and Abilities. Idea was a really close friend of mine growing up um, from high school on to Atmosphere to, um, you know, Australian hip hop is like some of my favorite hip hop, you know? And, and so like I get into a lot of like, like, you know, kind of hip hop grooves, you know, with snowboarding, um, the beats, you know, you can really get into that meditative state, like as well as in painting, you know, I really find like a lot of, um, a lot of synchronicity in the, um, in the, in, you know, kind of that rhythm and the beats and, and the tempo of the music, but also, you know, I jam out to like Tame Impala all the time, you know, with someone like Tame Impala or, um, Rufus DeSoul and Cut Copy and, oh, yeah. you know, these, these kind of these modern, these more modern art artists that have now like transitioned to like the flow of my creating when I'm up on these, you know, these 60 foot lifts or these, you know, hundred foot boom lifts and stuff. It's like, you know, you can't, it's so nice to be in those moments where you're like, you're staying focused on like, on not only what you're doing, but you are also kind of in this other world of like concentration and right. like you're finding your groove, you know? That's amazing. Now I know there's people, uh, there's people probably driving and running right now and listening or walking, whatever it might be, but they're not Googling your name. How, like, like I was before this call, how would you describe your art to those people so that they can picture this in, in their head? Well, I would describe my art as extremely colorful, uh, very vibrant, um, a lot of abstract geometric 
but very, very sharp lines and imaginative. So um, when you look at a piece, there's a lot of movement from the gradations um, that I paint. Uh, my favorite moment of every day of life is the sunset and the golden hour. So in almost mm -hmm. every piece of art that I make, I include a sunset in there. Um, one of the largest things for me is to contribute, you know, and to, mm. and to hopefully brighten someone's day through my art, you know? So a lot of the stuff, you know, like whether you're driving on, uh, down, down 13th here in Denver on, you know, uh, in, in the Capitol Hill neighborhood, you know, you'll, you might see a mural with Robin Williams on there and it, you know, on the wall that says, um, that's, that has a big message. It says smile and Robin, Rob, it's, you know, it's, that's a mural that um, my buddy Danny and I painted out of respect and tribute to Robin's life, but also to show how happy Robin was during the time he was filming Mork and Mindy in Boulder, Colorado, and to celebrate, you know, kind of celebrate one's legacy through the, the happy times of their life. That's really cool. And I guess I want to ask about, and th this might be kind of connected to what you were just talking about joyful energy that is something uh in your that that's something that's connected to you can you describe what that is yeah it's it's like it's the type of vibe it's the type of spirit and it's the type of it's that like effort that we as humans can take every day to go above and beyond rather than just saying like hey what's up like you know good morning or something it's it's the type of like the type of energy and communication we can have for each other to add, actually add joy to one's existence and to contribute mm -hmm. to, to actually caring and like maybe taking a little bit more, another step to try to make someone's day a little bit brighter and to actually give a fuck a little bit more, you know? And <laughs> yeah. um, I think it's more important if you're not having to wear a mask, you, you can, you can express your human emotions more. You can smile at people, you know, you can, you can add this joy to someone's life that they might not expect, you know? And, and to me, mm. it's really important to treat everyone with respect that if you can go out of your way to help someone out, if you can go out of your way to make, to make a comment, if someone's wearing, wearing something cool that you think is like got cool style or whatever else, like, compliment them, you know, like, hmm. you know, offer someone, you know, an extra step of, of gratitude if they do something nice for you, you know, and, you know, give someone a high five or, you know, do just, just, you know, contribute some more energy to the universe that hopefully can then be passed from their, you know, kind of from their person, you know, their charisma and their, you know, their, themselves into, into like another, into another human being's life, you know? And I, and I think it's important to try to just think about people a little bit greater in the sense of how we can continue to help each other grow, you know, and, um, and also be, and make someone more, a little, a little bit more aware of something that maybe they never realized about themselves, you know? And, and to me, you know, taking that extra step feels really good because it, it forces you to grow as a person, you know, and it forces you to be more connected to our fellow human population and, and not have this fear of others and not be, you know, not stuck in your own mind or it pulls you out of like, I think it can really pull you out of like mental, 
mental traps or like, you know, just allowing yourself to exercise, like not only attempts to be more positive, but also um, a way to, to just being more conscious of um, the gifts, talents, beauty, and abilities that others have and, uh, and recognizing them. I gotta say, Pat, I, I got goosebumps, man. I, I'm, I'm serious. I, I just got goosebumps because I feel like you, you're capturing something that's probably the most, it, it will be the most important lesson of this episode without question. I mean, our energy is free, you know, and, and this idea that we sometimes we're too stingy with it, you know, we hang on to it for, for whatever reason, you know, what is, what is stopping people from doing what you just said, you know, just going a little further, dishing out that compliment, the high five, the smile, like, why aren't we better at this? I, it's, it's like, we're scared of kindness, you know? Yeah. Like what's, what's up with that? And we're taught, you know, I think what it's the most important part is you have to break the mold that you've conditioned yourself with, you know? So whether it's mm. your, you know, we're, I think we, we all can become products of an environment, whatever that environment is, whether that's like a, a household, whether that's a community, whether that's the school, whether it's the relationships we're in, whether it's the friendship, just certain friend circles and whatever, you know, and it takes courage to do this. And I think you need to recognize that we all have the courage inside of us, but you need to exercise that courage, you know? And we also need to realize like how important it is to contribute to the universe's energy rather than just take from it and be scared to contribute, you know? And I'm not sure why that is. I'm not sure why it is, it, you know, it just takes more effort to be positive than it does to be negative. It's easy to be negative. You know, we live in this we live in this world of, uh, of internet bullying. We live behind screens. We have a phone that we can be critical of people through our social media channels and whatever else. And, and we can also be positive, but it is harder to compliment and it is harder to, to contribute rather than take or, 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 or complain. You know, I would just encourage anyone out there just to, just to push yourself, like do something every day that you might've never thought you could do, you know? And even if it's a small step, just, just try your best to, to contribute and to, to pay someone a compliment, whether it's a, a, a grocery store clerk or someone at, you know, a local, at a local restaurant and a, or a server, or just like, you know, wishing someone a good day, mm. you know, or contributing to someone's contributing on some level of uh, appreciation for a service someone does for you, like let someone know. And, and, you know, it doesn't have to be crazy. It just, it can just be something small, but you're not sure. And, you know, you're never aware of what, what type of impact that can have, you know? Yeah. And, and my whole philosophy and my, the way I try to really live every day is like, I, I always say, tell myself, and I have this written in my house and my refrigerator. It's like an open heart is a happier heart. I love that. The more your heart is open, the happier it can become. You know, as soon as we start closing ourselves off to things in life, it, 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 it like, you know, it, it traps us, you know? Mm-hmm. Man, I, I, I love that. And I, I thought your, your comment about um, we're, we're scared of being kind. It's just so interesting because it's like that was a 
concept I was really trying to wrap my head around. And when you when you positioned it around courage, it was like that makes so much more sense. It's like why you know when I was wondering why 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 are we not as far along with kindness as we should be? That that sense of courage I think is what it's really all about. I, I I'm moved by by this conversation, and I hope it does the same for for so many others. I have uh, been lucky to be very involved um, with creating and curating a few art festivals. We threw uh, a really fun art festival up in the Rocky Mountains called um, uh, Rocky Mountain Walls and brought 16 artists together to create eight giant masterpieces as a collaboration effort um, with the city and town of Granby, Colorado up there that brings a lot of good positive energy and joy and beautiful, beautiful um, artwork um, from different graffiti rooted levels to more uh, public artists and pattern pattern levels to street art to, you know, a lot of different styles of expression. And so helping build that out. And now I, I'm working on a project in um, a, a space called Sand City, California, which is uh, mm -hmm. about three miles north of um, north of Monterey, right on the coast of the Monterey Peninsula there. And I started a project called We, W-E. And uh, you can find that at We Create Art on Instagram um, or the website. And that's uh, been a super fun project to dive deep into the roots of that area and bring artists on a, from lo like a local level, regional, national, international art artists to come and create these massive, massive, like giant murals, but also super well thought out and deeply rooted narratives into that community space. And, um, you know, we're on the second year of that and there'll be 28 artists out there creating together and growing, you know, kind of that community out there too. So, you know, I just, I think it's really important after years and years of snowboarding and traveling and doing a lot of stuff in different communities around the United States and Japan and, and, you know, these different cultures, um, you, you grow so much when you're working with others and when you can help facilitate opportunities from others or for others, you know, but, uh, you know, my ultimate goal is that I really want to design and, um, and do some performance art at, uh, music festivals like Coachella. Oh yeah. And work on like really large levels of bringing, you know, there's, there's like an experience that we go to like with the live music and the festival atmosphere and stuff that could really spread a massive, 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 like message of love and joy and kindness. You know, I think it would be amazing to have that compounded, uh, app, you know, that compounded butterfly effect with thousands and thousands and thousands of people enjoying oh, what you're man. doing, you know? Yeah. And, and that to me, like I've been around a lot of friends that have become rock stars and this and that. And I love it's It's so fascinating to watch that adrenaline they have on stage, you know, um, and to see their effects on mass culture and, and people, you know, but I think from like a performance arts perspective, we can really work together and collectively build something even stronger together, you know? So um, hopefully, uh, you know, that, um, that, that can happen. Yeah. I, I love where your heart is on this. And I love, I love the vision that you have for what uh, your art can do when it becomes more accessible. 
uh, and how it can reach a larger audience, you got to wonder, you know, you, you've got, you've got yourself now here, you're on a podcast reflecting on an artist, Pennywise, that played a role in kind of pushing you further. And, and you have to wonder, is there, is there a 10 year old out here that needs the opportunity to consume what you're doing, who will then in 15 years, you know, reflect back on you and your art, it, it's going to happen. It's not a question of, uh, of if, it's a question of when, you know, that will happen. Uh, I really believe you're reaching people at that level. And I don't know if you've ever taken the time to sit back and think about that, but it's kind of neat. Uh, I can certainly make that connection right now. Well, thank, thank you, Doug. You know, and if the, if the 10 year old isn't listening to the podcast, hopefully the 10 year old's parents are, you know, and, and they hopefully will share this podcast with their son, daughter, you know, niece, nephew, whoever that is, or themselves, you know, I mean, it's never too, the other thing is it's never too late in life to start, you know, don't ever think, don't put limitations on your age. Mm. There's never any reason why we can't continue to evolve as people, you know, and, and ourselves to grow. So, um, you know, when I turned 40 years old last year, I, it was like one of these milestones in life that I said, holy shit, I just made it 40 years in life. <laughs> like I survived and I, I was able to experience 40 years of existence. This is incredible. Like, I can't believe I made it 40 years, you know? And, and it was one of those, you know, I, I don't really place like I, whenever, you know, I had this like super stubbornness about me when I was in my 20s um late teenage years when i was in my 20s they'd be like oh like people ask you well how old are you whatever and i'll be like i'm ageless and they're like oh funny and i'm like nah like <laughs> my energy my mind and my mindset is ageless i don't need to place a number on my age to be something or to have a name tag or a title or to to put me in like uh you know kind of classify me in this like box or this this like this moment mm. or whatever you know and i remember like you know, my, you know, the, uh, the impact on the impact note and what you can do for others. I mean, you honestly, you just never know. Right. And like with my snowboarding career, I, I coach kids. Um, I, I, I coach kids and I threw, you know, really accessible, inexpensive and affordable snowboard camps that were based on having fun and learning through fun around the country for, um, 12, 12 years of life and traveled in a van with, um, you know, a bunch of, super passionate and also like, you know, dirt ball friends for a long time to meaning like, you know, we just, not, we didn't sleep a lot and we worked as hard as we could to help like mm. snowboard and film video parts and, um, and to give back and to like work with the communities around, around America. And you just like some of those kids that came to those camps are YouTube celebrities. Now, some of those kids wow. that, that are, that I, I still talk to their moms and their parents are like, are success. They're building, you know, some of the best snowboard parks and the best and hosting some of the biggest, coolest creative snowboard contests. Now they're part of the, the, the you know, the, the foundations and builders of those things, you know, um, there's, there's a lot of great family relationships that have manifested of parents believing in their kids passion you know and that to mm. me was one of my biggest goals of if you don't understand what your kid or yourself is passionate about it's okay just work harder at trying to understand that you know and put in the effort 
to someone's life that they'll appreciate forever. It's because you believe in them, you know, and you might realize that their path might take way longer or a little bit longer, or it's just going to be a different path. But don't ever put someone down for that, you know? Don't ever like not believe in someone with their when, when they have that idea and that dream. And if they feel good and they're happy, just keep believing in that person because it might take a little longer and it might, you know, it might not be those steps that you can calculate that growth. But ultimately, the growth and what you can calculate is that person's joy and happiness, you know, and their and their like charisma and attitude and and they're gonna achieve what they're gonna they're gonna achieve and they're gonna they can achieve their greatness, but it might just take some extra time, you know? And so yeah, man, it's just it's just like you never know what it can do for someone. And I think there's something really neat about that in life, you know, when you can't calculate a result about how it can how your energy can impact another person's life, to me that's a beautiful thing. Wow. So many great moments in this conversation to remember. I loved hearing about how Pat gets into his flow state. If you remember, there's two parts. One was about visualizing, and you visualize in your mind so much that you actually get two steps ahead. And the second part was about getting your confidence up. For Pat, that source was music. Probably is for a lot of us. But you know, when you put those tunes on and you're building up your courage, maybe you don't need to let it go in the form of a frontside 540 off a snow ramp, but instead you could dish out a compliment. You know, that part of the conversation about giving energy back to the world more than you're taking, that stood out to me. Pat said it was like we're scared of being kind. You know, I think Pat's right. I don't think it's laziness that keeps us from sharing our energy some form of fear. I'm still processing that. I'm still processing a lot of the good stuff from this conversation. I'd love to hear what stood out to you. DM me on LinkedIn or email me at imagineaplace at ofs.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would really appreciate a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. To discover more design stories, visit us at ofs.com slash imagineaplace. From OFS, I'm Doug Shapiro, and you've been listening to Imagine a Place. Imagine a Place.